1: Everybody and welcome back to No hey, hey. Other Pod. I'm Jimmy, along with my good buddy Dan. Dan, how are you doing this week? Good, good, good. Chu! Having a good time, <laughs> man.
2: The uh, feeling like uh, feeling like things are, are are moving right along, right? It, it, after our uh, somber episode last week, it's uh, nice to have a little soccer news to speak about. We do and, have some uh, soccer news, yeah. Also, a special guest today. Uh, we're gonna keep that a little, a little hush right now, but it's coming.
1: You, you it's just coming. wait. Stick around, and, and uh, about halfway through this episode, you'll get a good special guest. Um, good. But yeah, we're gonna try to return to a little bit of normalcy this week. That's not to um, ignore the ongoing and continued continued issues that, that our country is is still uh, wrestling with regarding uh, systemic racism and police brutality. Um, this is not something that will go away in just one week or with a, you know, one week's worth of protests or two weeks worth of protests. This is something that hopefully um, we can all continue to learn about, continue to speak about, have difficult conversations about, um, donate, uh, and, and learn how to to play a part in in dismantling the systemic racism throughout our country. Um, So, just wanted to say that up front, but we are going to try to to bring this podcast back to a little bit more of what you normally expect. Um, Talk a little sporting KC, talk a little MLS return, and And uh, cell phones, and and nineteen ninety (laughs) seven cell phones. That's a callback. (laughs) Um. So yeah, let's. uh, I guess we do though. We want before we jump too far into the podcast. We have um, a little bit. Of uh, kind of an announcement that we want to make regarding a, a potential discount coupon code that that you all can get thanks to my good buddy Dan here. So,
0: Dan, oh, dude, if you're ready.
1: that's right, that's right. Um, I don't know if you all have heard of this because I'm about to nerd out for just
2: like 60 seconds because we're not <laughs> we're not we're not getting paid for this. Okay, this isn't even a paid ad. This is a thing that I think is kind of cool. It's called AddedTimeOutfitters.com you know added time like soccer like
1: a soccer and added time,
2: uh, dude i don't know if you were ever into like wearing wristbands and stuff but i i i got in way back into like wearing a band for a cause there you go i see you got your usc one i got my uh usa one uh but this this place has wristbands and i was like okay i gotta give this a shot they got mls teams they got european teams they got uh national teams. All right, uh, L Tree is on there. USA is on there. And uh, these bands are, you know, $12. And they seem pretty good quality. I haven't taken it into the shower, but I do work out with it on and uh, seems to be fine. Doesn't, like, hold any gross sweat or anything like that. But, dude, it's reversible, okay? So on one side of here, it's like, it's like the 1994 denim USA jersey. Mm-hmm. And on the other side, there's, like, little symbols... Uh, representing the two goals that they scored against uh columbia back then in the world cup okay the wizard one it everything comes with a little card all right and it says it tells you what game it represents and sporting kc one side is like wizard's colors and the other side is like the argyle sporting indigo Mm-hmm. and it represents the uh, 2013 mls cup man go get one of these everyone needs this damn sporting <laughs> kc one though man added outfitters.com coupon code no other pod all right i believe all it's all word. lowercase i believe it's all one word all lowercase um if it's not hit me up and we'll figure it out but uh dude it's 10 percent off right
1: yeah, 10% off. And, and so the way they describe it is uh, each added time outfitter's wristband pays homage to one of your favorite side's most famous results by incorporating a timeline from the match into one side of the design. So if you imagine you take a bracelet, you lay it out straight in a line, that represents 90 minutes in a match. And then at appropriate interview, in intervals, it has a little uh, marker that shows that's where the goal was scored along the 90-minute timeline of the match. Um, and then it's got some symbols uh, at the end to potentially represent penalties if it goes to penalties, and it's just kind of cool. Bro, they all come with they come with scorecards,
2: okay? And it shows the scoring summary on here, the final score, uh, penalties, yellow cards, whatever. But like here's Bayern Munich versus Atletico Madrid in 1974, the Euro final. Pretty cool. Over here you got the Champions League between Bayern and Man United in 1999. That's a good one. Pretty cool, USA and Colombia, ninety four, Real Madrid and Frankfurt, in nineteen sixty. That's some old shit, man. Everyone had a mustache. It was the best of times. Mm-hmm. And then of course you got your Casey Wiz here, RSL, twenty thirteen MLS Cup. I'm telling you, there might be some stuff you think you need. There's a Bayern one there. There's a, uh They're always pushing out new ones. So, need to get that Everton one for you, buddy. Maybe I'll talk to him. <laughs> I'll let him and know. It's-
1: it's pretty cool because so they break it down. If you go to shop, they got England, Europe, and North America. Mm-hmm. There are only eight eight bracelets they have for North America, and and one of which is Sporting KC. So yeah,
2: I think they're still adding more uh, MLS teams as well. So mm-hmm. I think they just added Portland recently. Uh, it looks like
1: they got Portland, Columbus, SKC, Atlanta, yeah, uh, Seattle, and then they have I believe Cincinnati's this is in, on there. FC Cincinnati, but this is from. Uh, I don't think this is from one of their MLS, men. This is, yeah, they're, they're upset over Chicago in the Open Cup. Yeah. So it's kind of cool. And then obviously they got the uh, the U.S. men's national team won, like Dan said, and the um, El Tri uh, match from, they call it La Azteca. So it's pretty cool. Check it out.
2: It's neat, man. No other pod discount. Um, and I just reached out to him. I was like, yo, I think these bracelets are really cool. Uh, I'd love to push your stuff out to some people so like i said we're not getting a cut i'm not trying to fill this time with advertising because we are in no position to ask for advertising dollars but uh <laughs> go check it out guys uh pretty sweet at a cool
1: cool cool so uh let's move into some sporting kc news here uh, oh, i guess boy. some of there's, sad there's some st- sad stuff or good stuff first we're gonna start with the good stuff i guess okay. and then we'll go okay. into the sad stuff and then we'll go back into some good stuff maybe okay. um okay <laughs> So good stuff first is uh, starting on this past Monday, Sporting KC was allowed to return to full team training uh, for the first time since the league was suspended on March 12th due to the COVID-19 pandemic. The boys are back in town. Eight weeks of home workouts and a month or so of voluntary individual workouts and then a week or so of small group trainings, and now they're doing full team trainings.
2: It's not voluntary now. Peter's like, get your ass here.
1: <laughs> yeah, when he's not fighting racism, because that's something that Peter also said he will do. He is He's um, a vigilante
2: now. I don't know if you knew that,
1: <laughs> which was kind of funny. He, he basically said uh, he told his his players if they uh, um, let me get the exact quote here because I, I don't want to mess up this quote because it's well, pretty hilarious. But I'm uh, like, who the hell are you? Like, uh,
2: uh, if a cop <laughs> does something, you're gonna go get, you're gonna go have their badge. I mean, what what the hell are you gonna do?
1: Well, so I I. The the quote that they posted says, I told my guys if you do face racism, I don't want you to go to somebody else. I want you to come straight to me because I will deal with it. I'm not afraid to deal with the situation. And you're like you're like, damn, that's like you said, that was kind of my first thought too, is like Translates Peter's to like, murder. Right. Like if you're dealing with a, a racist cop, like you're gonna Peter's gonna go try to tell the cop off. But right. but I think I assume he means within the club. That's what I was gonna say. The actual expanded quote said I told our guys, I don't know if any of you guys face those challenges in our community here, but if you do, I don't mm-hmm. want you to go. Somebody else, I want you to come straight to me, blah, blah, blah. I think what he's trying to say when he says in our community here, I, I think he means like within the Sporting KC community. Well, a little bit you know more means... that
2: his jurisdiction actually spans all across KCK and KCMO. <laughs> That's Peter Burmese land, all right? And you're on the train to Racismville with Peter Burmese, <laughs>
1: <laughs> get so, you. I mean, I can't, you know, hopefully I'm, I'm not naive enough to say there's never been any instance of racism within the club or anything or, or implicit racism or, or whatnot. But I can't imagine if uh, if you're a member of that club, you want to get uh, chewed out by an angry Peter East. So yeah, that's not great. Don't that's, be racist. It's not good at all. <laughs> but um, hey, dude, dude,
2: he was on the radio the other day and he actually talked more about his fuck off quote at Vancouver.
1: Oh, yeah? What did he say?
2: Well, he just kind of told it more, what we already kind of knew. But he's like, look, I yelled at the ref. I was like, what? Are you kidding me? Like, how is that not a foul or whatever? And one of the coaches on the opposite team was like, oh, fuck off. And so that's when Peter was just looking at him like, fuck off? Fuck off? <laughs> right. Okay, fuck off. Oh, right. And it's like, just hearing him talk about it was uh, <laughs> was pretty cool to shed a little light on it. Because uh, the radio guys, they're not letting go because... What else are you gonna talk about? Right. <laughs> Actual games. Yeah. It's just right. great news. <laughs> it's the best GIF we've ever seen.
1: It is. It's it's one of my favorites that, that Peter Vermees ever produced. So. Oh
2: yeah, you can use it for anything.
1: <laughs> it's a great one. Um, but here's just a couple quotes from the Return to Training. Uh, Peter said. Uh, you can only do so much fitness and passing between two guys here and three guys there at some point you want to compete you want to play little small-sided games you want to do different things being able to do that now is a big help Um, and then daniel Shalloway said honestly it feels weird being in the locker room listening to music it just feels like it was such a long time ago and we still have to get used to it but everybody's excited so i think i mean i I can imagine, but I'm, I'm guessing you probably feel the same way. It's probably going to take these guys a little bit of time to get used to just being around each other again, get used to playing with each other again, and just kind of get back in a rhythm, don't you think? Sure,
2: because we're all scared to be around people now. I mean, we're like, no, no, <laughs> I need to be home. I need to be right. home with my dogs. But, uh, yeah, I'm sure it's great, you know, to be hanging with the guys again and uh, getting things rolling.
1: Yeah, so it's it's progress. Um, but, you know, two steps forward, one big step backwards as uh, Tuesday afternoon it was announced that Sporting KC midfielder Felipe Gutierrez underwent successful surgery to repair a cartilage defect in his knee and will be sidelined for seven to nine months. Well, we didn't have him for the
2: first two games anyways, right?
1: We didn't. We knew that there was a little bit of an injury. Um, He's been out since the preseason, but I don't think anybody thought that we'd be up without him for the entire year. Yeah, it's a little um, rough.
2: I mean, if if we even have an actual season. I mean, who the hell knows? They're all just kind of playing this by ear, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, one thing that we talked about before the season started and, and after those first two games, even without Felipe is the midfield is, is pretty, pretty deep this year. I mean, yeah. Kinda can play that number 10 role that Felipe often occupied. Um, we still have Roger Espinosa, still have Ilya, Gianluca Buzio can step in there. There, there, there are options. So for sure. Uh, We'll be That's all right. That's to, sad,
2: but, uh, you know, he's a big money player and you hate to see when big money is on the bench hurt, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, I'm not trying to diminish the impact of not having a designated player or a player like Felipe. I mean, he's had, um, 19 goals and nine assists in his 63 appearances, which is a lot for a midfielder that, I mean, that sure. wasn't necessarily what he was called to do. And, uh, he led the team last year with, with 12 goals. So it's true. You know, it,
2: I mean, he's, he's very impactful. Um, you know, I don't want to say we don't need him, but I think we have people that can step up and uh, and be okay, you know? Right. With his leadership still around. I mean, it's not like he's got to go away or anything. He's, he's still, He'll still be around.
1: He'll still be around. He'll still be helping the new guys uh, get adjusted and, and, and whatnot. Um, yeah. You know, it's weird almost calling them new guys because, like, Polito and Kenda at this point have been around for, like, almost six months, but they've also only played two competitive games with the club. Yeah. So... Um, so that's, that's, that's the bad news, but getting back to the the good news, I guess, um, is the MLS Players Association and Major League Soccer have finally, um, ratified the new collective bargaining agreement that was agreed to in principle back in February, but that was of course before the pandemic really hit and things went crazy once the pandemic started. And, and as part of, Uh, ratification of the new cba they had to agree to what salary cuts might look like are those retroactive or not what will performance bonuses look like what about safety measures what about all this stuff and then how will that affect a potential tournament in orlando so now they've ratified this collective bargaining agreement with salary cuts of seven and a half percent not retroactively it began may 31st um They've capped performance bonuses and all that. But basically what this does is it paves the way for this Orlando tournament where they will essentially be in a little MLS bubble at Disney's Wide World of Sports in Orlando. And uh, they said there will be three group stage... or It's reported that there will be three group stage games that will count toward the regular season standings, and then they'll move into a 16-team knockout stage. And then the winner of this tournament will reportedly earn a berth in the CONCACAF Champions League. So, Hadn't
2: heard that last part. That's interesting.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I know we've talked about this a little bit before, but this is this is becoming more and more real. Uh, there might be an announcement sometime this week. I've heard some rumored dates as to when this might start. It sounds like it could start July 8th and run through August 11th. That's not yet totally confirmed, but that's what I'm hearing. So, wow, we're about a month away from competitive soccer, for Major League Soccer.
2: Yeah, and while you want to win those group stage games just because they count toward your regular season, you kind of wish you didn't have to stick around and play the rest of that tournament, you know, and get back home because <laughs> those other games don't count really, except for the Champions League berth you mentioned. But yeah. it, uh, I don't know, man. It'll be interesting uh, to actually see it happen. Um, I think they'll do everything they can to make it fun. I think you probably got a, a survey. You take those surveys through the email. Uh, Like the Soccer United Marketing Surveys? Yeah, Why why am I talking like that? Through the email, you you know. (laughs) Through the the electronic mail that you get through the computer device. (laughs) With your mouse and stuff. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, man, I took that survey too, and I was like, sounds like they're really trying to, you know, make it the best experience possible.
1: Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how they sort of try to imitate fan atmosphere. If they do, are they going to go the Bundesliga route where they just pump in fake crowd noise? Are they going to try to get creative and do something else? Are they going to go with the fake fan like visual as long as they're not sex dolls like the korean soccer league stuff um, stuffed animals
2: man that that was wild in the baseball league right it's or maybe it's they, they pop the people on skype like us and we're just like woo <laughs> like
1: woo! <laughs> they tried to go at the nfl draft absolutely yeah
2: <laughs> it's just us you know
1: freaking Except out Except roger goodell did not realize that those were not live feeds and kept trying to like interact and ask them questions not realizing those were pre-recorded videos
2: oh that's funny I didn't know that.
1: <laughs> But I don't know, man. Like, I guess this is going to probably be the replacement for the U.S. Open Cup this year. That's probably where that CCL berth comes from.
2: Yeah, probably. That makes sense, I guess.
1: I mean, it sucks for USL because USL supposed to return too. But like, at this point, how are you going to fit a U.S. Open Cup into an already jam-packed schedule where they're trying to make up as many games as possible?
2: Yeah, it's crazy. I bet that gets scrapped, no doubt.
1: Yeah, nothing official yet, but, you know, we'll see. Um, But, yeah, it's – I don't know. It'll just be interesting. They're still hoping to play the 2020 season in its entirety. Um, They said there's an opportunity to go into even deeper December than we did before. So, like, as you know, they were supposed to try to end with MLS Cup in, like, early November this year, and now they're talking about – We'll not just go into, like, December 9th for MLS Cup. Maybe we're going into, like, the second, third, fourth week of December. Oh, man, um,
2: man. Can you imagine? Can we can we go to, like, a neutral place? Can MLS Cup just be in, like, Miami or, right. uh, you know, L.A. or something? Can we can we get well, tropical it, with
1: it? This is where it gets even crazier. That, I mean, this is uh, MLS president and deputy commissioner Mark Abbott speaking, and he said, I don't think we're looking at playing any of the regular season games in 2021, but possibly some playoff games. I think the first choice is to complete it in calendar, calendar 2020, but he's leaving open the opportunity that we might not finish the 2020 MLS season until 2021. Cool. Don't know what that even means. That sounds bizarre. Yeah. And then we get what, a three week off season and then we're back for the actual 2021 season. So just kind of weird. It's just
2: crazy. Everything's just kind of laughable right now and we're all just kind of making it up as we go.
1: Here's here's almost like I'm not one that's going to be like adopt the European calendar because I know a lot of people say that and they sort of ignore the weather issues that are real for places like Minnesota, New England, Colorado, etc. But if you're going to be playing into the 2021 calendar year through the winter anyway, like maybe you just adopt the European calendar for this. Year. I don't know. I mean, I don't know that's how that crazy. affects next year, but like it's a bold take there. Jim. <laughs> so I don't know but it's just weird. It's weird, but we're getting Ah, soccer back soon. NLS soccer. EPL soccer is going to start back up soon. You know, Liverpool will be able to, uh, probably officially clinch the title unless they have the worst collapse in the history of organized sports throughout history. (laughs) So, but I don't know. We'll see. So I guess, uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, but that's most of the league-wide news that we have right now. That's most of the Sporting KC news we have right now. Uh, we got a couple of questions here um, that we can, we can take before we get to our guest. Um, just real quick, um, Drake Ewing asked, uh, do you think SKC can somehow keep playing like they did before COVID? Or he reworded it a little bit in a second tweet. Do you think Sporting can keep the confidence that they had before the break?
2: I mean, yeah, I think they can keep the confidence. I think they've been keeping the confidence, you know, since they had to go on a break, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting. I mean, this was a little – nobody's ever gone through anything like this, so who knows what a four-month break between competitive matches will do. I mean, it's basically like they had an off-season, and now they're coming back to start again, and this tournament's going to be like the preseason. Yeah. So they'll true. have to get into a little bit of a, the swing of things, but, you know – if nothing else, it's given them a little bit more time to train together over the next month than they normally have during the preseason, and and you know hopefully they hit the ground running again, but they won't have the home field advantage of Children's Mercy Park, so
2: yeah, it'll be different. We'll see.
1: And then lastly, real quick before we uh, we bring our guest in here, uh, Diamond Club SC from Arkansas says with the updates from USL, he's talking about when they're going to return to play and whatnot. Do you feel confident that some current first team members would get time with uh, the club, formerly known as Swope Park Rangers, um, I I guess he's asking, he or she is asking, you know, will will first team players get to play with SPR, but or SKC two, whatever they're called now, but I don't know that that makes sense with the impending return of Major League Soccer in this Orlando tournament. So
2: yeah, that'll be weird. <laughs> that's weird to think about. I don't know either.
1: Yeah. So I'm 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 gonna guess that probably not and and if we do have a compressed schedule there will be such heavy rotation in the first team that I don't think there will be much time or need for players to go down to uh SKC2 to uh to get some minutes but you know we'll see so but those are those are the questions that we have right now
2: um you, you know I just thought about something when I was like I'm not going to tell you who our guest is. It's like y'all clicked on the episode. His name is right in the title. <laughs> That's true. I don't even have to tell you that it's Alexis Gureros from The Cooligans. So this would be it's, this should uh, hopefully be a pretty good time.
1: Dan's Dan's a, a friend of Alexis. Uh, he he got the hookup, I know. Um, you know, we've been trying to make this happen uh, for a while, and uh, thankfully scheduling worked out for for Alexis to join us today. And uh, so yeah. We'll uh, we'll be right back after the break with our guest, Alexis Guerreros from The Cooligans.
2: Yeah, baby! You knew I was going to do it. I had no idea.
3: I had no idea, and I really enjoyed it.
2: Man, we got... We got one of the cooligans here. Uh, I've only been trying to get him on for about 16 years. Yeah. Uh, Christian Polanco was on last year, I think, and uh, we got Alexis Guerrero's here with us, man. What's what's going on, buddy?
3: Nah, what's up, dude? Thank you for having me. I know it's. Uh, I think the first time I had spots that I forgot about, and comedy doesn't exist anymore. So we figured it'd be much easier <laughs> to uh, get me on now.
2: That works, man. That works. Well, we're glad you made some time for us, and. Uh, with uh, not much soccer to talk about we're uh, hoping you can use your comedy uh, gift <laughs> keep your fans entertained even yeah, though there's there no go. soccer
3: sure why not
2: yeah. no, man, <laughs> we uh, we got a little soccer coming at us though um, what do you what do you think about this whole Orlando action going on? you know, I think I was
3: just one confused, and if anyone listens to the Cooligans, you know that makes sense but um, <laughs> I thought this was replacing the rest of the regular season that's what i thought this was i thought we were gonna have a big tournament in orlando the winner of that was essentially mls cup winner we're gonna go we go home but apparently it's not it's just a sort of a give me to the tv stations that have the tv deal and then these players are gonna have to go home and then still travel to empty stadiums and play out the regular season you know it's it's confusing it's it, the way the negotiation tactics and and the way the negotiation went, I should say was frustrating, so i'm I'm a little less enthusiastic about it now than I was before, but I'm also kind of excited to see what it looks like like you know there's so many soccer
2: purists that are like this is't how it's supposed to I'm like, but who cares? Let's see what this looks like, you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah,, it could very much be a shit show or it could be the most amazing thing we've ever seen that's
3: the thing, and i'm I'm also kind of like curious like are reporters are going to be allowed to be in Orlando, and if so what are some of the stories that are going to come out of an entire league essentially living near each other? You know what I mean? Yep. Like that, that sounds like it could be kind of dope, kind of wild, you know? <laughs> uh, but, I mean, you know, for our show, we barely talk about the 90 minutes. We talk about everything before and after. So the more scandalous, the better, you know? <laughs>
2: yeah, 100%.
1: Yeah, it's gonna. It's weird because it, I mean, I know they haven't officially announced that the U.S. Open Cup's not happening, but it almost now feels like this is sort of like their pseudo replacement for the U.S. Open Cup, while also trying to serve as a second preseason. And there's reports now that the winner of this tournament's going to get a Concacaf Champions League berth. So, yeah, so
3: it's like the Open Campeones League's Cup <laughs> competition.
1: Exactly, <laughs> and I don't know how, like, from a fan's perspective, like how seriously are we supposed to take this thing how can i mean it's going to be fun to watch our teams play again but like how invested am i supposed to be emotionally if my team doesn't make it out of the group stage
3: i think it's i think it's like anything else if your team does well and again you guys root for sporting games city so they probably will um but if you if your team does well you're gonna say this is incredible you know (laughs) it's like how red bull fans say like the two supporters shields is essentially two trophies and everyone's like well oh, it's not exactly a trophy. You know what I mean? It's like if your team and that's not a knock on 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 rebels if you've if you're doing well in that you're going to say this is significant. You know what I mean? There's some people yeah. that don't care about US Open Cups and Sporting Kansas City's like what are you talking about? We have them on the wall. Like this is big. It's a big deal, you know what I mean? So like it depends on if your team's doing well. Like if LAFC beats LA galaxy in the last game, LAFC fans are going to act like this was the greatest competition of all time. You know what I mean? (laughs)
1: Like it doesn't matter. Yep. It's like Atlanta fans with their leagues cup.
3: Yeah. It's the same thing. (laughs) They beat a Mexican team. Let's have a parade. You know, (laughs) go to (laughs) a strip club with the trophy. Let's (laughs) do it. I mean,
2: God bless Atlanta. I absolutely love you guys. (laughs) They're out of control. Hey, uh, so let's back up a little bit, man. I know a lot of people, uh, maybe they listen to the Cooligans, or maybe it's the first time they're hearing about you now, but you guys have, have blown up in recent years and probably far beyond anything you planned to do with Christian. Um, like, tell us how you guys kind of got started. I mean, I know Jimmy might not know um, what, what, how the Cooligans really come to be because you were separate and then you just, you found each other. Yeah, it's,
3: well, we've known each other for a long time just because of stand-up comedy. You know, we've been passing, and I've told the story a million times. But I did not like him when I first met him. Um, I thought he was wildly pretentious. He's like very cute, you know what I mean? Uh, he looks young, and it just he it looks like he has a, a twinkle in his eye. And so I'm jealous. A hundred percent. Oh no, it was complete <laughs> jealousy and petty. And I was trying to find anyone else who didn't like him because I like them for not liking him. Um, and you know that was again short-lived but he he does come across sometimes when you first meet him as pretentious to me at the time and i think he was also just much younger uh, even though we're roughly the same age uh but when i when i talked to him i'm like oh you weren't being pretentious you're just you knew what you were talking about you know what I mean? so <laughs> you're saying something with confidence and i'm like who does this guy think he is you know um and then i realized i learned that he likes soccer and i was like oh and a podcast and i had a podcast and we decided to merge our podcast for one episode like we would do each other's podcast in unison which i don't think i've ever heard of before and we ended up playing fifa and we ended up getting food and i was like oh, this dude is a lot of fun. You know, he's a Latino dude from Brooklyn. I'm a Latino dude from Newark, New Jersey. We have a lot in common in that sense. And I just remember him as being, like, one of the people I could talk to in the comedy world about soccer. And, you know, I would text him every once in a while when, like, big news happened, or we had talked about going to a Red Bull game because NYCFC didn't exist, and that never came to fruition. And then NYCFC got season tickets. I went, I... Bought, like I was like the number 200th and like 17 to get season tickets for NYCFC. And I looked at the price and I had set aside like a $1,000. I'm like, please let that be enough. And the price was like 300 bucks. And I was like, whoa. So I thought about buying a second set and I texted him like, yo, do you want these tickets? And he was like, no, nah, I can't. I bought them anyway because I knew someone would want to buy them. And then he hit me up and he's like, hey, can I get those? And I said, dude, I already sold them, but I think there's more available. Get a seat near me. Next thing you know, we start roasting the game and stuff. Little by little, I was like, wait a minute. And I had wanted to do a soccer podcast before that, but I couldn't find someone to do it with. Like, I had met with, like, journalists and other people to see if there was any chemistry. And I had thought of the name Cooligans, And the person I said it to was like, that's the stupidest name of all time, I'm like, yeah, of course, but that's what makes it funny. It's so dumb. <laughs> it's good. It, like, goes full circle. It's so dumb, it's actually good. And he goes, no, it's just dumb. And I'm like, all right, I'm not doing a podcast with this guy. So <laughs> I'm standing next to Christian. The second game we go to, everyone's around us. There's a guy goes, yo, yo. He's like telling his friends, come here. Yo, these guys are really funny. Stand next to them. They'll make you laugh during the whole game. And I heard him say that. And I, I looked at Christian like, yo. Like, I know we're stand-up comics, but we're just riffing to ourselves the way we do in a green room. And if that was funny for this guy and telling his friends to come stand near me or us I should say I was like I look at Christian. I'm like yo maybe we should do a podcast I've been wanting to do a soccer podcast I was like we should do videos and a podcast and he was like all right yeah but and he was like in this mode of wanting to work he was just like writing for a late night show and he just wanted to work 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 so he was like all right but we need to come up with a name that's always the thing that stops people we need to come up with a name and I was like you know I think I got one cooligans and he goes oh that's so bad it's good and I was like <laughs> ah and like that was the moment like that's the moment cooligans were born you know and we hadn't thought of a logo we hadn't thought of branding or anything we just said all right two comedians and we did research there was no like no latino dudes talking about soccer the way we talk about it most of them were speaking spanish there was no like the, the angle we wanted to take, the niche we wanted to fill just didn't exist. And we thought other people will enjoy this sort of commentary and the point of view we have. And the fact that we're comedians, let's just make it funny. Like him and I tried to think like maybe we should sound important. Screw that. Let's just – there's other people that can talk about formations. Let them do that. Him and I will just try to be as funny as possible, and here we are.
1: It's pretty awesome. now we yeah. have a TV show. <laughs> well, that's is- what I was going to ask is how did that go from – you had the podcast that became wildly successful and then did Fubo just notice you and, and reach out to you guys or, or what was that process like? It It's so there's a long, there's a
3: lot of different roads that led to it, but um a lot of it starts with the guy who created most of the shows you see on Fubo sports network also created the Howard Stern television show and the Dan Lebitard television show. Oh, okay. So his expertise is taking audio, projects and making them into visual projects right like that's his expertise so my agent is also howard stern's agent right so there's a there's a connection there so this guy reached out to my agent and said hey Do you have anyone that talks sports? We're looking to do this thing, uh, Fubo, and we want to focus on soccer. And he was like, "Hey." And I very rarely deal with this one agent, Mm -hmm. but I had meeting with him, and I said, "Yo, I want to do soccer." And he's like, "I don't know anything about soccer." I was like, "Just write it down. If anyone reaches out to you about soccer, I'm the guy." And someone did, and he was like, "Hey, I got these guys, the Cooligans." He reached out to someone else, someone who used to work at MLS, and he said, "Hey, we're we're thinking of starting a show about soccer," and they were like, "Have you heard of the Cooligans?" He reached out to someone else. Eventually, long story short, he just kept hearing the word cooligans. So he looked this up. He looked up my name. He saw that I was going to be on stage that night. I got them. After the show, someone comes up to me and says like, yo, this this dude looking for you. I'm like, oh, someone's mad at something I said. <laughs> I woke up to him and he was like, he introduced himself. He's like, have you ever heard of my name? And I'm like, yeah, I've heard Howard Stern yell at a couple times, I think. And he's like, yeah, that's who I am. He's like, would you like uh, to have a television show? And I was like, all right, you're making this up. You know, I thought this guy was trying to scam me. I was like, this dude's trying to you know, hook up with me? What's happening here, you know? Get in my van if you want this television show. Uh, but it turns out he was he was telling the truth and my agent called and said, yo, if someone's coming to see you perform, I'm like, that was last night, you idiot. You know? suck. <laughs>
1: Thanks for the heads up. Uh,
3: yeah. And I mean, I'm glad I didn't know because I was just loose up there. But um, long story short, he came out to see us film an episode, which happened to be the Rose Lavelle episode. Uh, The first time we interviewed her at the radio station and it was like, she had like 28 media members. She was super nervous. It was the first media thing she'd ever done. And the whole time I'm flop sweating thinking he's, he's not getting to see a real Cooligans episode. Like this is not our typical energy. Like we're trying to be cautious with her. So I just started, I just like, fuck it. I got to turn this up. I just started really shitting on her favorite food. And she loves Skyline <laughs> Chili. And I just started roasting it. And every she got like weird about it. And then her energy picked up and her personality came out and it changed everything. And afterwards I had to run to a doctor's appointment. So I didn't even get to talk to him after uh, because she was late. So I just left him with Christian. I'm like, Christian, this is the guy who saw me on stage. Go do your thing. I'm like, don't fuck this up for her. I hope I could curse by the way. I was like, don't mess this up for us. Uh, <laughs> and I left and like three hours later, I get a text from Christian yo, we got a TV show. And I was like, ah. But then it was like, (laughs) from that point, it was like six months. It took two months to get the offer. And then six months for the, maybe four months for the negotiations. So six months altogether. And it was just like, our agents were like, we don't think this is going to go. Don't get your hopes up. And I'm like, you get this deal. I don't care what it's for. (laughs) You say yes. And he's like, that's not how this works. I'm like, fine. But I have, I have a total of nine agents and one of them now represents Cooligans as, as sort of a unit. So like, we would go to her and say like, her name's Casey. We're like, case do, do 99.9% of podcasts. Don't become television shows. We have a chance to be one of those that do like figure out a way to make this work so that we don't get locked into a bad contract, but we still get this television show and credit to them. Like them plus our manager, just they, they literally was like studying for the bar exam. They were texting <laughs> us at like three in the morning. Like, what do you think of this? What do you think of this? Like we would have like Two hour phone calls of like going over detail over detail over detail. I had to get like torn cartridges. It was crazy. Like the stuff we were printing out. Why? Hold on. My wife is crawling. The the video isn't important. That
2: was amazing. That was hilarious. She just, they said, what up, dude? She says, hi. She saw her pop the hell up.
3: I just saw her do, like, an army crawl. I'm like, what is she doing? Sorry. No, do your thing. Oh, Go fantastic! You,
2: can... you know, here's the... Uh, <laughs> here's This is peak Christian and Alexis. When Christian was on, he goes, um, can we curse on here? And I was like, fucking right. And <laughs> Alexis would be like, fuck, fuck, shit, bitch. Oh, hope we can curse, by the way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is our energy, right? Is that silly? Yes, that was fantastic. Good. So, like, our energy is,
3: like, I... And I think this is why Cooligans works, and I think this is especially why Cooligans work so well when we're in front of people is because like when we go to parties, he'll go and have like long, very like thoughtful conversations with some people and i'm like running around bouncing around in true add form just like saying outlandish stuff and then walking away (laughs) so that people remember us you know like i walk in roast somebody take care have a good dinner i'll roast somebody and then i'll go back and i'll go roast somebody else like that's how we met alexi lalas like christian was having this amazing conversation with rob stone less than maybe half an hour i saw alexi lalas i'd never met him before i walked up to him i go hey We almost got the same name, except you're missing a letter. You know, my name is Alexis. You're Alexi. And then I started (laughs) making fun of him. And I'm like, yo, your music is trash. Like, I just went off. And he was just like, whoa, who is this guy? And I'm like, we're comedians. And we do a soccer show. And he's like, comedians. And Rob Stone's like, Christian, this amazing guy, blah, 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 blah. And they're like, who's this loud idiot next to you? But they never forgot who we were. And the next time we reached out to Alexi Lali, she's like, yeah, I remember you. You made fun of my music, you know? It was just like, that's how we got through to people,
2: you know? No, it works. If someone's like, uh, this guy's too much. And you're like, well, have you met Christian? Exactly. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's fire and ice over here. Uh, dude, so you're in New York. What has, th- this pandemic is all we've ever talked about for the last three months or whatever. Um, dude, what are things like in New York? Because we read everything and it just sounds crazy.
3: Yeah, it's look, the city is crazy to begin with. And my wife is a nurse in a hospital here in New York City. So I mean, I'm getting like real details of how absolutely insane it was, and how ill prepared uh, they were for them and how little they've supported them through a lot of this. And it's really frustrating. But uh, the city itself—it's like I would love to tell you, but I can literally only tell you what I see from my window. Like I have friends who, like <laughs> we're meeting at the park to play to play catch. I'm like I'm not catching anything you're throwing, including a disease. You know, like I'm not doing it. Like this disease kills fat people, people with high blood pressure, Asians, African Americans, and Latinos. I'm all of those. My great grandfather <laughs> is Chinese. My other great grandfather <laughs> is black. I'm not doing it. I'm sorry. My grandmother's black from that. Like, I'm not doing it. I'm Latino. I'm fat. I got slightly high blood pressure. I'm not doing any of that. I'm not going outside. Mask. I got myself those masks with the two purple things at the bottom. Like, I look like <laughs> I'm look like i walking into a gas chamber. I'm not doing it. I'm not going outside. I'll wait. And They just opened New York up this Monday. I'm like, I'll wait a week to see how you guys do. Well, if you guys die, I was like the first guy to watch a friend eat a mushroom. I was like, no, 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 go ahead. <laughs> if he doesn't die, I know those are okay to eat. Like, I'm not doing it, you know? But I, the city is nuts. And, it, you know, look, shouts to all the protests and Black Lives Matter. Absolutely, I'm behind. I've donated like crazy. I can't go out there and protest. Uh, I don't want to bring anything my wife possibly gave me out. And I don't want to bring anything back and make her sick. Uh, and I certainly don't want to bring myself sick either. So I really have stayed away. But, I mean, the city itself is like, To watch videos of clips of people just walking around Times Square with no one there. Like Times Square is like Epcot. You know what I mean? Like there's just always people there, it's always busy. So I'm a little worried as to what the city's going to look like after this. You know, 15,000 restaurants in the city, and I can't imagine half of them survive this. So, what's the city? going to look like like nightlife is the that's why you live here is to go out like people who don't go out at night eventually don't stay in New York you live here to go out at night I work in clubs I work in basements and dank dirty basements with microphones that have never been washed for years (laughs) I could smell the comedian's breath from three weeks ago like I can't imagine what my career is going to look like after this honestly if this happened a year ago before the television show I'd I'd probably be divorced (laughs) I mean I can't even imagine (laughs) what my life would be like so thank i mean unfortunately it had if it had to happen at least it happened now when i'm okay and you know unfortunately that sounds very selfish but i'm just talking about myself at the moment but um yeah i mean there's so many people who've left the city i think over four hundred thousand people have left uh and that's just the numbers they know about that's like before they've gone back and checked and uh, who knows i really have no clue what the city's gonna look like but i know right now it looks insane
2: well i know you're a big uh uh you like restaurants you like pizza you like sandwiches when are you going to feel comfortable ever stepping into a place like that again uh
3: not right now um i know (laughs) they just opened for like limited uh sort of uh limited like half capacity Mm -hmm. i live above a restaurant and he's just doing pickup at the moment and he's limiting how many people can really come in um and it's a full restaurant with and they make pizza but he's only making pizza right now uh just to sort of Try to hold, make some money, obviously, but he owns the building, so he's in a better situation than most. But I can't, I can't imagine that this city is going to be back and buzzing to what it was. Probably not till twenty twenty one, and I, I'm only saying that because everyone's expecting a second wave. Um, and if you know the 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 way the the protesters have been treated and grouped together and thrown in in, in buses and stuff together, if that didn't doesn't cause a second wave, I don't know what will. Um, I think the only thing we have to sort of benefit us right now is that apparently it doesn't do well in the summer months, the disease. So it may slow down its ability to spread. But I think in the fall, who knows? I, I honestly, and if, if some of the experts are saying that it may just be like this for a couple of years, I, I don't know what's going to be left of this city, to be completely honest. I mean, you can't turn everything into a, into a laser tag. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, I don't even know, like who's even going to use an ATM. You know, what if the guy sneezed before you, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know.
1: Yeah. That's, I mean, Like you said, they're saying it doesn't do well in the summer months, but like in all likelihood, it's going to come back in the fall. It's going to be a second wave. I mean, it could be worse than the first wave. So hopefully we're more prepared. Hopefully there's a therapeutic or something that they can prove works in some sort of way that we don't have yet. But we need at least the
3: treatment. And I think now they're saying it's more of a vascular disease. So it's like they thought it was like, you know, respiratory. And they're like, no, that's just one of the symptoms of it. It's more vascular. So, I mean, look, with the whole world looking at it, maybe that gives us a chance to sort of come up with, like, at least a treatment. Like, if you're going to have a severe uh, outbreak of it or a severe reaction to it, at least there should be a treatment. But I have a friend who hasn't been able to smell or taste since April, I think, or March. Oh, wow. Uh, So, like, odds are those nerve endings are ruined. If that happened to me, I I, I guess I'll start eating vegetables, you know, if I can't taste (laughs) or smell anything. Here we go, you know?
1: You'll just see all the vegan meals that Dan eats all the time now.
4: So.
3: Yeah, dude. <laughs> you went you you full vegan or you just uh, – I have
2: been added- for a few years now, yeah. Oh, wait. We talked about this once. That's right. <laughs> I think so because I yeah. – I, I, when when we come up to New York next, I need you to find a good uh, good vegan pizza. Oh, I got a couple of good <laughs> vegan slices. But, dude, you're still kind of a beefcake, I mean, for a vegan, dude. Nice good to for
3: live. you. You know, you yeah. got to a little bit. <laughs> Eat a lot of, uh, I guess, uh, what, chickpeas? Where are you getting all this protein from, my guy? <laughs> there you go. little you know, pressed tofu, you know. Uh, a little seitan, seitan. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, so the pandemic stuff happened, and then obviously, you know, the issue of systemic racism police brutality that you know has been around for years but the george floyd tragedy kind of brought it to life that has infiltrated the sports world as well as just society at large and you know recently the nfl had to come out and make a statement where the the commissioner finally said we were wrong black lives matter now we'll see if they actually follow through with any sort of action or not but they said something that last year they didn't feel like they could say or the last few years uh major league soccer they sort of came out and they said that you know we we reiterate our position that if players want to to stand kneel or otherwise peacefully protest during the anthem we support them doing that michael bradley's calling out people u.s soccer is now trying to decide how are we going to handle this so does this feel to you like this is maybe a turning point not just in in society but like making it a little bit more specific in sports where it's it's okay and and encouraged now even by leagues or, or or commissioners or whoever to to actually call attention to these systemic problems that maybe before they would just get yelled at to stick to sports.
3: I'll give I'll give the league a little bit of credit, MLS in particular, in the sense that they've from day one they've maintained this sort of Switzerland, hey hands off, we don't get political, yada 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 and to some degree i don't i don't accept it but i do understand that stance but what what shocks me is that it took to this point to realize it's it not taking a stand is essentially taking a stand in the opposite mm-hmm. direction so i'll give the league credit they they said they were going to stay neutral on everything across the board and they did i would have hoped they would have reacted earlier because some of your players uh and really it affects everyone in the world right but because um, racism affects everyone Whether it's positively affects someone Who's white or negatively affects someone Who isn't but racism in the end Really affects everyone um, And my hope would have been that the league looked at it and said, this is a subject we can't stay silent on. And, you know, we as Cooligans from day one, we've been sort of pushing this agenda of saying this shit needs to end. We can't allow this to continue. Yada, yada, yada. And people have sort of, we've gotten some emails saying like, oh, you guys are supposed to be funny. Don't get political. It's like saying that everyone should, should be on, on a level playing field doesn't seem political to me. That seems right. like a human rights thing. So I would have hoped the league took that stance. They didn't. My question is, and and even for people who have done some wrong, obviously a big, bad, you're gone. But if you've you've made a mistake here or you said something that was insensitive in the past, my question is, what are you going to do now? What are you going to do now when all of this information has been put in front of you, when you've seen the outpouring, the entire world is a part of this protest. What do you do now? What you do now means a lot like the Knicks. I'm a big Knicks fan. I'm questioning that because they put out a statement today that was barely, they barely said anything. They're like, Hey, if you, you, we, Hey, we're all people, you know, it was like such a half ass statement that I'm like, this is garbage. And it took you this long to even make this garbage statement. Um, it, it to me, it's like, what do you do now? Now that this information is put in front of you, now you show me the true sort of character you have. And as a league, I really feel like MLS to some degree has stood up. What they haven't done is they haven't asked their players enough, they haven't gone out to the players that are black. We've been a lot of stories have been shared to us off camera by players who said, This happened in this city, this happened in this city during the game, this was thrown at me. Those mm-hmm. types of things where. I don't know if they told the league. I don't know if the league buried it. I don't know. All I know is that the player didn't feel comfortable sharing it previously or didn't feel like it would matter if they shared it. That's where there's a failing. So I think it's wonderful that the league is saying, peacefully protest if you want. I'm glad players like Michael Bradley I'll never boo again because of that. Bob Bradley, he's a G, right? The dude is amazing. He came out and he's like our Greg Popovich. He'll come out in light of doesn't matter who's staring at him, doesn't matter who hates him. He's going to say no, this is what needs to be said. And to some degree like we always say with the gully, gully comes from a term that's probably not the most positive, right? It kind of is like the gangster who was like the most the most thugged out the most the the, the hard the most hardcore, but we've sort of flipped it to say like you're going to gully to us means you're willing to say what maybe other people are afraid to say, what needs to be said. Stand up for those who no one else will stand up for. People have given us credit. Like, oh, you always talk about you give so much respect to women's soccer. It's like, dude, I don't care what you put in front of it. The word soccer is in there. We're going to talk about it, you know? Maybe we don't talk about indoor soccer, but uh, you know what I mean? Like women's soccer, men's soccer. To us that soccer, like these are superstars. They've won the World Cup. How dare we not give them that respect, mm-hmm. you know? And people are like, oh, you guys have always been for change. It's like because we saw that no one else was talking about it. And we're like, we want to give fans at least – one place where they can have this conversation you know what i mean so like the fact that the league is doing it now the fact and i'm waiting for europe like yo europe step a game up dog right. like you've had fans like syria was like uh, a couple a couple of monkey stands, not a problem like no that's not the you can't take that stance anymore you know what i mean those t- those days are way done i'm sorry it took this long and i'm sorry for everyone who's young and listening to this that we as the generation that came before you didn't do more prior but yo y'all showed up And we're right behind you, and we're and we're chanting just as loud, and we're gonna make sure that this doesn't end in the next couple of weeks, or this doesn't end when there's three days straight of rain. Like maybe we're not out protesting, but trust me, there's enough money flowing to these funds, and there's enough money flowing to stuff that if you are a league or a person and you don't want to sort of take that side, you're gonna be shown how wrong you are. So whether it's the NBA or MLS or NWSL, who've all again been mostly exemplary whoever you are
2: UFC it doesn't matter if you don't step up to the plate and show you're for everybody you're done you know it's interesting that anyone would come at you guys for saying something or another on the podcast it's like do you listen to us like we don't claim to be anything that we're not I mean we tell it like it is we say what we feel and how dare you come at us and assume we're some working for the establishment or something you know
3: <laughs> yeah and we've gotten that i think it's because now especially over the last few months like mls has sort of recognized this a bit more you know it used to be we were the underdogs and sure. no one gave us respect and stuff and to some degree i still feel that way because we're comedians and we never played we're always going to have that chip on our shoulder like when everyone else is in the room talking about like uh the dressing room in orlando and we're like Uh, You know, uh, and I'm like, what about the what about the joke joint in Kansas, you know, Um, like that's the the comedy clubs are our playground. But uh, so we'll always feel a little bit like that. But we've had people send us emails saying what you said was insensitive to this or to that. And my response is one, I'm sorry that that came across that way. But two, Listen to it. You know, we're clearly making a joke and we're not disrespectful comedians. We're not up there saying like, Hey, you know, like that's not us. You know, like we try to be clever and we try to, we try to put across how we feel, how we truly believe. Uh, so like, if we make a joke, like understand if it's being ironic for the purpose of making them look like fools, right. that's the purpose of it. So we very rarely has that happened, but there's times where people have said, like somebody said, like uh, somebody once posted on Twitter, like if you call yourself a cool against, you should kill yourself. And, I get maybe they were just not a fan, you know? Um, but I I want (laughs) Christian told me, uh, you know, Christian told me like, don't respond. But my response is like, where did that come from? Like, I don't care if you don't like me, you know what I mean? Get in line, you know, right behind my in-laws and probably my own mother, but you know, where did that come from? That's my question. Like what did you hear or see from us that made you think that unless you're a Nazi, in which case, yeah, I can understand why you don't like us because we're very (laughs) rude to you, you know? Um, and yeah i mean look we're never perfect but we we try to be positive to everyone and i th- i think at the end of the day it's the people that surround that surround you or the people that like you are typically a sign especially as a comedian you know i have friends who are comics they're like man some of my fans are monsters like that's a projection of who you are. That's a, that's a reflection of who you are, you know? So you change your jokes, if that's the case, you know? Then you're saying some things that are drawing them to you. What is it that you're saying that are drawing them to you? When I look across our fan base, I see guys like Kuz, and I see, I see LGBTQ, and I see people that have felt marginalized in the past, and I see people from all walks of life. And it, it makes me so warm inside, because that's the, that's the
2: fan base we hope to bring. It's awesome, yeah. <clears throat> Well said thank you uh jimmy what you got anything else man
1: i mean i think that's a you know we told him we'd keep him for an half an hour we're at about half an hour so i don't want to keep him too long and that's a great message to end it on so
2: yeah you you, knew we you knew we'd touch on uh black lives matter a little bit COVID a little bit because that's all 2020 means (laughs) anymore uh (laughs) yeah this (laughs) this chapter of the yearbook is going to be thick (laughs) 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 yeah well i tell you the uh uh Man, Lexus Guerreros, I can't say your last name, nor can I spell it. You said but, it right. Uh, <laughs> well, I got to roll look. the R's. You know, you got to yeah, roll Yeah, it's them. supposed to be Guerreros, but no one, no yeah. one even Gazute. goes near that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, thank you so much for coming on. And everyone listening, if you guys haven't checked out the Cooligans, go check them out. Uh, they're it's on Fubo. Yeah, Fubo. I said Fubo. <laughs> yeah, everyone says Fubo. Fubo. So, Totally I told them, Fubu. you know, they,
3: they just got merged with another company. I'm like, change the name. There you go. <laughs> but they won't. It's all Fubo.
2: It's Network.com. So you Fubo can check it out. Okay, yeah. cool. And then, of course, the podcast still comes out weekly and, and the occasional yeah. uh, bonus episode at the end. So, Which,
3: that's the Gully Squad. That's the reason we have a bonus episode is because of that.
2: Gully Squad, yeah. Your yeah. Uh, uh, special Facebook group, super secret. Yeah. Well, now it's a Slack channel, maybe, right? May or may not exist. Who knows? I don't know what Slack channel is, but Jimmy tried to get me in one, one time and I uh, <laughs> didn't like it. <laughs> yeah. It's only for meat eaters, dude. You'd hate it. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit, man. Alexis, you got anything else you want to say, man? That's it,
3: man. Thank you so much. And shouts to you guys and everything you're doing for, uh, for Kansas city, uh, sporting game city and, and for soccer in general, you know, uh, when we started, we had hoped that other podcasts would start to spring out that had like more fan, based and it wasn't just on proving that they had all the knowledge in the world. It was just about having a good time and, and showing what the culture of the team is. And I think you guys do a really great job of that.
2: Thanks, man. Well, thank yeah, you. you guys were definitely an inspiration in starting this up and I always kind of joke, said we were the Cooligan the Central chapter there. So yeah <laughs> you go, the Midwest chapter. <laughs> yeah. So we'll uh we'll have to have you back on man. So we have some actual soccer games to talk about and uh you know maybe when NYCFC plays SKC we can get you guys on or something. That'd be fun. Yeah we should both do this show. That'd be a blast. That'd be cool. That'd be awesome. All right, guys. Take it easy. Sweet, man. Take it Thank easy,
1: you. man. Take right. care.
2: Stay safe out there, everyone. You too,
3: brother. All right.
1: All right, man. That was... Wow. That was a pretty great interview.
2: That was fun. That was fun. Got a little serious. Got a little funny. Uh, typical Alexis fashion, man. Thanks to him for... <laughs> Coming on and doing that with us, uh, you know, we're always trying to land new people to come on here and and expand this thing and expand the conversation. So, with soccer coming at us, I, I expect us to to continue on.
1: Yeah, and 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 both he and Christian have such a unique perspective. I mean, he talked about how they got to where they are, but uh, yeah. that there are so many podcasters, journalists out there, whatnot that that just dig into the the analytics and the tactics and everything and and that's never been what what our podcast has tried to be and that's never been what the cooligans have tried to be and and that's kind of cool um and and it's kind of funny and he was describing like the 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 dynamics between him and Christian and it was you know not not exactly the same but it, it reminded me of of our dynamics kind of in a way um how a like you're, bit. you're like the comedian funny guy who can be a, a a little bit louder at times and then and I can be a little bit more reserved at times trying to keep things a little more formal, but I think it, that's why it works. It's kind of, you know,
2: when we started this, I was, I wasn't kidding, man. This was all kind of modeled off of them. And I knew, I knew you would be more like a Christian and that I would be a little more uh, brazen and brash, <laughs> if you will. Um, like Alexis. So yeah. it works, man. And you need that, you need that, uh, those polarities and, uh, opposites attract and all that kind of stuff so
1: yeah christian's even an everton fan like i am
2: he so. is an everton fan now alexis <laughs> does not like man united he's a he's an arsenal guy
1: ah well you know yeah not everybody can have 100 percent good qualities
2: aren't you so, is arsenal and everton big rivals
1: uh i don't think arsenal and everton not care really. too much about each other i but mean aren't
2: they close to each other like aren't they damn near in the same area
1: i mean there's everton and liverpool those are the two big rivals. Everton, Everton and Liverpool are the big ones. Gotcha. Yeah, because Everton is in Liverpool, like the, the oh. town of Liverpool. That's where Everton is located. So Everton that's and cool. Liverpool are, are, are the big rivals, although historically. This has been geography. With <laughs> historically, <laughs> unfortunately, um, Everton has not had the success that Liverpool has had as a club, but, you know. Right, right. We're working our way up. So I believe isn't Arsenal in London, I think, it's pretty positive. So, it's probably Arsenal and Chelsea, right? Arsenal and Chelsea do not the like each rivals. other. Yeah. There you go. So. Right, um,
2: good to know. I'm learning. <laughs>
1: that's okay. Um but yeah man, that was fun. Um well, like you said, we'll definitely have to have them both on when uh, when SKC plays NYCFC. Um absolutely. And it'll just be shenanigans. So. But Sweet man. I think uh that's pretty much all we got this week. You got anything else yeah. for our good listeners?
2: No, uh get you know, it's been a while since we've had a five-star review uh maybe you're newer maybe you're newly listening to us right now and, and think that we do a decent job in and in, in making words with our mouths and uh <laughs> you want to go leave us a five-star review and then go hit up at a time put in that uh, no other pod coupon code get you a little discount on some wristbands man the skc one's legit you're gonna want it it's
1: pretty cool yeah so thank you guys so much and thanks to alexis for joining us uh Make sure you uh, subscribe, give us a five star uh, review, rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at No Other Pod, at Dan Goozer, at JCMax03. Check out the Cooligans. They're just at the Cooligans, I think, right? Is that right?
2: Uh, soccer Cooligans, I think.
1: Soccer Cool. I think you're right. At Soccer Cooligans. So check, search Cooligans on Twitter, you'll find them. Um, and shout out to uh Alexis's wife that <laughs> made yeah. an appearance during that that was yeah. freaking hilarious y'all couldn't see but she was uh trying to like crawl on all fours to stay out of the frame but then just like popped up like not realizing she was yeah. still in frame
2: we gotta <laughs> we gotta put these on uh when we have interviews we ought to put them on YouTube yeah it's I know pretty, I keep mentioning that, that and
1: I, I gotta get around to it so uh um... I don't know anything about it I'll I'll help if I can <laughs> let me know how I can help but uh, yeah, make sure you check out the Cooligans and uh, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash nootherpod and send us an email, nootherpod at gmail.com. Uh, but until next time, when hopefully we will have an official, official announcement about the return of MLS. Uh, he's Dan, I'm Jimmy, and we'll catch y'all later. See ya.
2: No other pod!